Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Amy Siegfried. Here's a bit about Amy. After seeing how the ability to talk sports gave her the upper hand as a woman in business, Amy and her brother, Scott, created last night's game to give their friends the same advantage. Last night's game empowers its readers to join the sports conversation, even if they don't know the first thing about sports. Her career has included working for a major league baseball team and other male-dominated industries. A third-generation entrepreneur, Amy once flew around the world in 58 hours and 37 minutes. Wow, that's impressive. Has lived internationally and is a master of small talk bringing people together, and the handwritten note. You can often find this married lady and recent Notre Dame MBA grad working with entrepreneurship community nationwide and teaching her toddler about sports, food, and other things he'll have to use to make small talk one day. And without further ado, please welcome Amy Siegfried, where we're going to unpack mentoring, and how that's going to help the next generation of women to come, as well as weave some sports in there. Thank you for having me, Genesis. I'm so excited to be here. My pleasure, Amy. And wow. First of all, I want to kind of unpack that fun fact. 58 hours and 37 minutes. Girl, that's impressive. What led to that, first of all? <laughs> okay, so my husband has this person who always has these big harebrained ideas. He's that guy. And he said, you know, when I turn 30, I want to see how fast I can go around the world. And I, I should qualify by that by saying my husband travels a ton for work. So he has a ton of airline miles. So he said, I want to see how fast I can go around the world. And when I turn 60, I want to see how slow I can go around the world. Hmm. And so um, we were 31 when we met. So he, he had already passed that 30 deadline. And it was probably a year into almost a year into dating. And I got laid off from my job. He said, Hey, now that you have some time, what do you think about trying to figure this thing out? We could go do this. I want to wipe out my American Airlines miles and start with United Airline. Um, so let's just see see what you can do. And so it started, uh, it started as like seven or eight stops across the globe. And the rule was you had to get out of the air, you had to leave the airport, go off a beer, and send a postcard. And so I worked with a friend, uh, an American who helped me sort of coordinate this route. And we went from Phoenix, Arizona to Chicago. We didn't leave in Chicago because we had been there. And so we, then we went from Chicago to Frankfurt, Germany, where we had about, I think it was like 10 hours, uh, a layover essentially. And so we, we left, we got a, a tour guide. We drove around, saw the sites of Frankfurt, had some lunch, had a cocktail, went back to the airport, showered at the, the lounge, got on the plane. And that's where we slept was on the plane. And we went from Frankfurt to Tokyo. And we did Tokyo for probably about 10 hours as well. Same thing, um, got on the, the train in from the airport and just explored, went to the fish market and all these great things that we've been wanting to do. And then we went from 
Tokyo to Seattle where a friend lives and he picked us up and took us to lunch and we went Seattle back to Phoenix. And so, um, it was, I, I wasn't, I'll never do it again. Cause it was, it was great, but it was exhausting because you didn't sleep. You slept on the plane, but we all know you don't really sleep on planes very well. So, um, it was exhausting. I think my skin on my face from being so dry from being in the airplane for so long peeled for like a week. I mean, it was, but it was a great adventure. That is crazy. So it's like you had the experience of a free chemical peel without, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wow. That, silver lining. Yep. I can't imagine traveling for 58 hours, 37 minutes and only getting sleep in on the plane. Cause there's kids. Sometimes they kick your seat. There's adults who just snore and just different things in the car. Turbulence. Yep. Yes. And then like, sometimes I hate when the stewardess, no, no disrespect to stewardess, whenever they know that you're sleeping and they're like, ma'am, ma'am, would you like a drink? I'm like, did you not see my eyes were closed? I mean, we did the whole, like, I'm at, we, I, we, I mean, we were just, we were a mess. I think in Tokyo at one point, I just had to stop and I was like, I just need to sit down for a second. I'm really tired. (laughs) Oh man. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It's a story, right? Yes. And that's definitely a good way to break the ice to segue into our segment, um, mentorship and mentoring women for the future generation, as well as this current generation that we're in. And one of the incredible things is we are actually in Women's History Month as we speak. And I feel like sometimes women, we could be very catty and we want to compete versus collaborate. So whenever you think about mentor mentoring and then the whole aspect of mentorship, what comes to mind, Amy? I, I believe, I think that what comes to mind for me is supporting each other. I think across the board, whether it's men, women, um, young, old, we all go further together. And the more that we can work together to conquer whatever that challenge is or whatever we're working on, the better. And throughout my career, I've seen that collaboration is, is key. It's one of those things that I, I'm maybe not the best salesperson in the world. And, and so that one-sided push is a little bit harder for me. Um, but collaborating with people is great because everyone gets something out of it. Everyone grows, everyone learns. You utilize each other's resources, their knowledge. And I think that's so important. And I, I tell people that, especially um, younger women, when they start their careers, is we're all smart at something. We're all smart at different things. So don't try to be, if you're not a finance person, try to understand so you know enough to have a conversation around finance and understand what maybe your accounting department's talking about or your financial advisor. But you don't have to be a finance guru. You know, own your lane. And that finance person probably doesn't know how to do PR or whatever that might be, science, whatever that might be that you're really good at. So own that and continue to grow yourself but and, and learn so you can communicate with others. Kind of like we talked about, that's how last night's game covers sports. It's just a little bit. You need to know enough to know enough. And that's how I feel about uh, different industries. Just know enough to know enough, but really own what you're good at and don't try to be like someone else. And I think that is so hard with social media and we all, we all have imposter syndrome. We all feel like we're not supposed to be doing what we're doing. Or maybe not everyone, but I do. And it's, uh, I think it's so important to just own your lane and say, I'm really good at this. I might be really, I am not a guy. We were talking earlier and joking. My child eats peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a lot, but 
that's because I do 18,000 other things and we, I'd rather have time to play with him than make him a gourmet dinner, but that's my priority. And that's what I'm, I do. And that's what I'm good at. And that's what I'm smart at. So I always just say like, everyone has their thing that they're smart at and continue to learn and evolve, but um, respect what others are good at and utilize that talent because I think it's so hard to ask for help too. And so if I say, Genesis, you're really good at this, or I talk to Genesis and say, your husband's a chef. Could you please um, look at this menu and have, and give me some opinions? What wine should I put with it? Whatever it might be. And utilize those resources because people love to help. And I think that that, especially when you're young in your career, uh, women aren't really, at least I wasn't, and I don't know any of my friends who were either, aren't really wired to go after mentors like men are. And I think we need it more than men do in so many ways, because we're also navigating, you know, a family and all the other things that might pop up in our careers that will shift the way we work. Uh, and so I think it's really important to have that, that person to check in with, and maybe it's not one person, maybe it's 10 people. It's maybe it's a board of advisors and that's great. Have that because there are going to be things that arise in your career that you're going to say, I just need someone else's thought process on. Absolutely. And I always say we're better together and united we stand, divided we fall. And especially with both of us coming from male dominated industries, like I came from oil and gas and I was in that industry for 12 years. And sometimes women, whenever they see you climbing the corporate ladder at a faster pace than they are, they begin to think the worst. And I don't know why mm -hmm. they begin to think the worst. And I'm like, um, this is going to sound a little grotesque here, but I was like, I didn't give any head to get ahead. I got there by using my brains and my talents and truly networking mm -hmm. because I wanted people to see me outside of a different light, especially whenever I started over in my career, not just once, but twice. And the second time I started over, I started at the bottom with a Fortune 500 company as an administrative assistant. And to me, you know, that was a little punch to my ego. I'm going to be honest because I left my previous job being an HSC manager, so health, safety, and environmental. And when this company hired me, I'm like, you want me to do what? When? Mm -hmm. Did you not see my resume? But then I had to learn that you have to humble yourself and get in where you fit in whenever you're going to play with the big boys. But whenever I wanted to bridge the gap with different women, I'm like, let's look at the ways that we have commonalities versus accentuating the differences. Because if we put our skills together, then we could go further a lot faster Absolutely. than if we were to, you know, be um, at each other's neck and thinking that we're competitors. And I think that we have to find the silver lining and kind of let the barriers down and show that we are really trying to stand in solidarity and support one another, especially whenever you are a minority. And whenever I say minority, I mean, if you are a woman working in a male dominated field, you're a minority because you're not the prominent gender there. And then if you add on, you know, your sexual orientation, you may be the only one in that. So you could be a minority there or color that makes you a minority. So how can we, you know, kind of play politics without necessarily giving in, if that makes sense. And I think that comes by having those transparent as well as those difficult conversations to get over the hurdle. Any thoughts there, Amy? I totally agree. I think I, in my head, when you were talking, I was thinking honesty, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit earlier about um, when you have children, I feel like people don't really give you the honest when you're pregnant 
And when you have children, people don't give you that honest, um, that, that, that honest take on it. Everyone's like, oh, I was glowing pregnant. It was wonderful. It's really not wonderful. Sure, there are wonderful aspects to it and you can find those silver linings, but it's hard on your body. You're tired, you know, whatever that might be. You always have heartburn. That was awful. Um, but I, so I, I think the honesty and really truly owning and sharing your experience and knowing that that is going to further everyone. And um, gosh, I lost my train of thought, but there was, um, I, I think that is huge, just such a huge piece of that. And not being afraid that if you promote someone who's good, that they're going to take over for you. Because ultimately what we need to remember is as a team, if we're strong, we look good. And yes, there are, and I will not, coming from the sports industry, I will say there are, there are situations that you're in that are not positive. I have had, I've had one really great boss, female boss, and um, I've had a, a couple of really crappy female bosses who would do whatever it took to get rid of you or push you under the rug, whatever that might be. And I, I mean, it's made me who I am. It's made me stronger, but it's also made me look back. Uh, and one thing we did in, in our MBA course was a leadership program. And I really had to, you have to dive in and look at your little leadership of your career. And I really didn't realize how terrible, at least one of the industry, one of the places I worked was for um, just rapport and that environment and really truly how poor um, the communication was. People were withholding information as power, all these things. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are things that are embedded back here, just like the things your parents teach you that still surface in my, in my career. So how do I remove that and really catch myself and saying, you know what, Genesis is awesome. I mean, I, I do feel intimidated by her and that's a, I mean, she's great and maybe we're doing great things together, but that's a good feeling in a sense that um, you've got to own that and say, okay, she is great. How do we work together? How do I learn from her? What is she awesome at? And that's hard to do. It's hard to log on to Instagram and say, that person has 110,000 followers, looks great in a bikini, drives a sports car, all the things, whatever it might be, but there, you have to look past it and say, what am I, what am I good at? What can I do? And how do I honestly share? Because that person, it's their highlights. And how do we continue to build our highlights? Because your highlights, your lowlights are someone's highlights. And so that's what we always have to remember and, and how you continue to, and just be, I think, empathetic. You know, I think if COVID's taught us anything, it's to be empathetic. Everyone's going through something different. And so sometimes it's just, we're all human. And let's think about that and how we approach each other at work and when we work on projects and things. Absolutely. Making sure that you extend that same level of grace and mercy that you wish others would extend onto you. And then just really doing that internal work. And I like how you said looking within, because whenever you look within and you know who you are, you're not going to feel victimized by those external voices and factors that are trying to keep you in the box, that holding pattern, or have that imposter syndrome, because you now are comfortable in your own skin. You're comfortable in the area that you work in. And now whenever you're confident in yourself, then you are going to see other people for who they are. And you're not going to try to mimic where you are or who you are in order to be validated by somebody else who is just trying to remain in their own lane and stay the course. So that's one thing that you have to be mindful of. And um, if you weave sports into that, 
I know that sometimes people connect over sports and while they connect over sports, there's different things that we can learn from sports, whether it's strategy, um, team leadership, effectiveness, that whole collaboration and et cetera. So can you talk about how sports would be a good icebreaker into mentorship, especially among women? Because women, some there are some women who are absolutely sports lovers and there are other women who aren't sports lovers, but if they just learn a little bit about it, that would give them the advantage in a male dominated field because there is a silver lining to now connect the dots to at least, you know, you know enough, but not enough to be super dangerous. <laughs> That's, well, that's exactly it. And I, I will be the first one to say I am that person. You know, I, I did work in Major League Baseball. So I really do. I grew up with sports. I understand it. I get it. And But I also don't spend all day long watching ESPN. I have a life. I have work to do on my computer or I don't watch TV. And so it's one of those things where we watch games and things like that. But I'm also not as fine-tuned to sports as I would like to be. And I, I, I give my shout out and my sports um, acumen to my brother, who's my co-founder at last night's game, who loves sports, eats, breathes, sleeps sports. And he is that guy. He's the reason I know so much about sports because he played every sport imaginable and I had to learn about them. And so I would say that that's really how we started last night's game because I worked in the in, in baseball and I had girlfriends who worked in manufacturing and other big, huge male dominated industries. And I realized what an advantage I had going into a networking event or a leadership meeting or to a conference or anything like that, where I could just say, Hey, did you, did you see last night's game, which is where the, the name came from, but it's kind of knowing what's going on. Um, March madness. You don't have to know who's playing who and what team's happening, but something interesting is um, there's a, a mom who coaches for Notre Dame and her son who plays for Purdue. They're both in the sweet 16. So that's kind of a cool thing that you could talk about where it, what I always say about sports is it's, it's an opportunity to just start with something and then you can steer it to exactly what, you know, um, you know, you might say, well, yeah, did you hear about that? Isn't that kind of cool? Like what were you doing when you were 16? Because I wasn't playing in, in the sweet 16 or Notre Dame, like that's everyone has an opinion about Notre Dame. So someone might be passionate about it's a great way to talk about that. And I always find that sports is this great acumen where it ties into pop culture, it ties into travel, it ties into food, it ties into leadership. And so there's a conversation that can always come out of it that if you can start it, it's a great way to dive into a conversation uh, for, for, for me and for a lot of folks know your local college football team, what your, what your town, what your city is passionate about. If you're in Chicago, just know a little bit about what's going on with the bears, follow them on Instagram, because that's where it's visual. It's easy. You're not reading a bunch of stats. You can see that they got a new quarterback and you might not even have to know who the quarterback is. Say, I just saw the bears got a new quarterback. What do you know about him? And so there's, there's these ways to factor in that, that if you just pay a little bit of attention, and I, like I said, I am the example of that. I just pay a little bit of attention to what's going on. And that really helps me. I follow people.com backslash sports because it's pop culture and sports mixed together. So it's a great way to, it's, it's for me, it's relatable. I can pull that up and say, oh, you know what? You're, you love JLo. Well, let me talk to you about that. And so there's a great way to factor all that in. So it, it is in it's a great way to level the playing field. I don't, I, I, I want to refrain from saying that you need to go learn everything about sports to fit in with the men. No, you don't have to do that, but it's a great way to level that playing field and just give you one more tool in your tool belt to success. 
Absolutely. And another thing that women can do if you're in that male dominated industry, try to volunteer with different organizations that the company partners with. Like I know we um, used to partner with United Way and United Mm -hmm. Way has a golf tournament. So I signed up to be the caddy because that's a way that you could, you know, get to know some of your colleagues outside of work while still in a semi professional setting. And then you could connect with them about golf, you could connect with them about life and et cetera. Or sometimes they go to sporting events and you could volunteer to go to a sporting event and just sit there and watch the game. And then while you're watching the game, they'll have those small talk conversations and it's in those small talk conversations where you could see how to connect the dots and et cetera. So always be thinking of something that you can do to, you know, assim- assimilate yourself in their world, because if they feel like you're not putting forth an effort, they're not going to help you. And then as far as a woman, don't be afraid to go up to other women who are beyond your level in a corporate setting or entrepreneurship journey, and just ask them for advice. If you tell them that you're interested in being a mentor, they're going to be so excited to talk to you because how many people just come up to them and ask for a mentorship or that advocate or sponsor or whatnot. And I like to say close mouths don't get fed. So just be thinking about that. And then Amy, what are some tips and tricks that women could do Um, whenever they are approaching the mentoring process. I think that's great. You had some really, I really appreciate that. The closed mouths don't get fed, squeaky, squeaky wheels get the grease. And what I would say is hustle though. When you're at your job, it's one thing if you want to mentor and you're not doing your job and you're, you're really maybe not in a good spot you need to hustle. And that's where I think that that disconnect comes from. And every generation thinks the generation after them is not working hard enough. It wasn't hard enough for them, all the things. And that, that, that is, that's right. true. And that's probably why you have a lot of challenges with women, because we've had so much, well, I would say progress, but also lack of progress through the generations where three generations ago, you couldn't vote. So you're looking at that, the progress from that to where we are now. And so that's something to be respectful of, of, you know, how hard people have worked, but I would find someone who maybe is in an area that you maybe relate to them personally. And if you're go back into, if you're in public relations and they're in accounting, but you really relate to this woman, that's go with it because there are, there are ways that you can connect. And I think breaking the ice and being, having more in common, whether that's a personality trait that you find that you love about them. They have a great sense of humor, whatever that is. You're, you're both parents go with that, but not necessarily with what maybe your skill set is, because I, I do think that the mentorship comes from growth areas. And so the person in accounting is going to have a similar path if they've made it to a vice president as the person in your industry, in your department. So just remember there are options. You don't have to go straight up your ladder, look at other people, but also I think communication. So if you are becoming friends with a VP of accounting and you need to speak to your VP of PR and just say, Hey, I've, you know, I've forged a relationship. I, she's been helping me. Um, are there any things you could do? I think, I, I think continuing the communication. So it doesn't feel threatening is important in my perspective, because I think you said it best when you, when you don't talk and you don't have relationships, people start to assume things. So I think that is something just to really consider And I would also say that uh, being honest about the challenges, because 
it's a learning experience for your mentor, your mentee as well, or your mentor as well, because they're learning the challenges that you're facing and you're giving them insights into the company and you're the next generation of this company. You're going to help this company grow. So talk about what's frustrating. Talk about what's challenging. Talk about what you're facing. Is it work-life balance? Is it you're not getting paid enough to pay your bills? Whatever that might be, have that conversation. And you that's, that's what that's there for. And I think continuing to create that, create that foundation to then build that mentorship on that you can then have those discussions. Um, but go out there, hustle, say yes to things. And I think that's great when you talked about volunteering is saying yes to stuff, because the more people see you and the more visible you are, the more people are going to say, you know what? I really did just think of, you know, we talked about this promotion and maybe Genesis isn't all the way there, but maybe she's close and she's always involved and she wants, she's eager to help and she wants to learn and grow. So why not put her in this role and, and give her that support? And so those are things to think about as you grow and you consider your collaborations and your mentorship is hustle, do the work, say yes, um, but also respect yourself enough to also give yourself a little bit of a break. Because I think mental health is so important when it comes to that. There's no such thing as work-life balance. That's to me is, a, is BS. You're going to work a lot. I work more now as an entrepreneur than I did in a corporate environment, but I figured out how to balance it in my life and make it work in what I need it to do. So some days that means you're up before the sun. And some days that means you're, you're taking over the next day at midnight, but I figured out what works for me and that fulfills me. And so all those things to be considered to say that when you go and talk to someone about a mentorship or a learning opportunity, be humble. I think that was great when you, I, I, I was in a similar situation where I had to start over in a career and you think, oh my God, you want me to do what? Okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to do it. You're right. I need to hustle. I need to do it. And so that would be my, be honest, be humble and, and listen um, and be curious. I think that's one thing I love about my son. He's three is he's curious. Everything is so interesting. And as adults, we don't get interesting. We don't dive into interesting. We're like, oh, well, we'll just assume this. So all the things to say, go out, ask, ask for it. Because I would be honored if someone called me and said, hey, can you help me with the situation I'm in? I need to negotiate a salary or whatever that might be. And so I'm, I would be honored. And I know many, many other women would be honored to support and help grow. So those are amazing tips. And I would also add for the working women that are listening to this, um, don't be afraid to get plugged into an ERG, which is an employee resource group. And if your company doesn't have one, then start one. For you entrepreneurs, don't be afraid to go to different um, groups that are out there like this, the SBA, the Small Business Association, there's different women groups that you could plug in. You could start a meetup group. There's so many things that you could leverage internally as well as externally. So don't be afraid to have those stretch opportunities and take that first leap of faith. And Amy, as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave the listeners with either one or two gems. The first gem could be something that complements the core pillars of this podcast, which are to educate, inspire, and motivate. And the other gem could be a lifestyle gem, or you could combine them both together. I would say one other thing for entrepreneurs, a great organization to connect with because they're all over the country is One Million Cups. It's a group of entrepreneurs. And so businesses come in and pitch and then the audience gives feedback, but it's a great way to connect. Um, I pitched all over the country because that was how I got into different different areas. Um, so that was just something to connect with and 
Even if you don't want to pitch and you just want to learn, there's one in your local community. So check that one out. Um, okay. I would say for me, one of those big things that really educate is something that really speaks to me. Um, a long time ago, I walked into a store and they had a sign on the wall that said evolve or die. I think it was like a skateboarding store. Um, but it said evolve or die. And I thought, wow, that's kind of aggressive. But also as I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about myself and my career and my life and my marriage and all those pieces that fit into what we continue to grow. And so for me, that evolution is continuing to learn, to continuing to grow myself, continuing to push myself. And that could be academically. I went back and got my, um, my MBA last, uh, well, 2020, 2021. So that was a, that was, a, and it was out of state and I had a one-year-old and that was probably a crazy thing to do also during COVID. Um, but it was important to me to grow those areas that I didn't know, to push myself, to stretch myself. And you don't have to go back and get an MBA. Go learn to garden. Go, I don't know, take a different workout class. Whatever that is, that evolution continues to make you interesting because you are interesting. Everyone's got an interesting story. But it, once again, gives you something else in your tool belt to learn to talk about and continuing to expand your mind. You know, they, they talk all the time about people who retire doing crossword puzzles and things to continue their mind working. Do that for yourself. Do your version of a crossword puzzle. Continue to educate, to learn, whether it's watch a documentary, whatever that might be. Um, and then I would say, um, gosh, my other like lifestyle pointer is to, this is a great one for, especially if you're a parent, but it, it applies across the board is when you get on an airplane, if you have a child, they tell you, or someone who needs assistance, you put your oxygen mask on first and you help them because if you don't have your oxygen mask on and you die, they die too, because they can't get theirs on themselves. So remember that And gosh, that seems I've used a lot of die in this. I'm sorry. I don't mean it to be that, uh, that, 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 uh, that's extreme, but Remember that when it comes down to times where if you need to go get a workout in, because that's what keeps you sane, go do it. Find 20 minutes to go do that because you are going to be a better worker. You're going to be a better spouse, a better friend, a better parent, whatever you need that really fuels you. There are times when you're going to have to put yourself first. And I, that to me is something that I've learned. And it, it's really, it's, it's a philosophy that I continue to remind myself and it speaks into those other things that you know, say, say no, because when you're saying yes to someone else, you might be saying no to yourself, all those things. It's put yourself first, put your oxygen mask on first so you can be the best version of you. And so those would be the two things is continue to learn and continue to grow, but also put, and that speaks kind of coherently with put your oxygen mask on first. Sometimes you're going to have to do those things that put you first and that's going to make you a better, a better human. And you're going to show up in a better place. Those are amazing gems and thank you so much for sharing them. And I love the oxygen mask because I actually use that in some of my segments. So Amy, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you and where do you hang out on social media? I am on Instagram often. So if you uh, would love to connect with you in DMs on Instagram, so please find me there last night's game. Um, I'm like I said, I'm on there all the time, always cruising through and always looking for interesting and new ideas. So if you listen to this and you think, Hey, could you talk more about mentorship? Could you share more about Formula One racing? Whatever that might be, we're always evolving on our end too as a business. And I consider feedback as a gift. So find me on Instagram. Um, also, we're on Facebook and Twitter. 
Um, my brother runs our Twitter account. He's our co-founder and he's our brilliant sports mind. So he's on Twitter. He's also very funny. So if you want to send him a DM, he's very funny and very witty. Um, but I'm also Amy at lastnightsgame.com and would love to chat if someone ever has any questions, concerns. Um, and then we're at lastnightsgame.com for our website where we have all of our reader driven content. We also have a podcast called Sports Curious. It's once a week. It's a five minute podcast about something that's happening in the world of sports. Um, and then let's see. And then we have a tri-weekly email news newsletter that goes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I believe in short and sweet, if you can't tell by the podcast. So it's about a three minute read. It's a quick blurb of what's going to get you in and out the door, but give you something to talk about uh, in your Zoom waiting room or by the water cooler or at dinner with your spouse. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you just heard Amy Siegfried with last night's game. And remember, if your dreams aren't scaring you, you're dreaming too small. Collaboration is not the new competition. Collaboration is the key to success. And make sure you're leveling up in all areas of your life so you can be the man or woman you destined to be. Hold your torch high and let your light illuminate others. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.